It is Thursday, April 1st. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Duval Motor Group. And now, People Magazine's 2021 Sexiest Man Alive, J.P. Shadrick. <laughs> wow. How about that? Um, what an accolade. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Jeff Lagerman coming up. Here's what's on the program today. And uh, we'll review the Urban Meyer comments of Peter King. We'll hear from Peter King coming up. Talking about Trevor Lawrence. Finally, the 17th game voted on by league owners. And we'll get to some proposed rule changes that will be voted upon in the coming weeks by the league ownership. Off-season workouts. The dates for those have been announced, but not much further beyond that. We'll go around the National Football League as well, including an ownership dispute in Southern California. Jeff Lagerman, good afternoon. What's up, man? It's all good, JP. And by the way, is it People's Magazine? I, I don't know. but People Magazine, uh, last time I checked, you weren't the sexiest man in that magazine. Probably. Probably is. That might have been the cover of the, like, you know, when you go to the fair and they superimpose <laughs> your face on the magazine cover. Right. Yeah, that well, might have been. I'll take whatever I can get. I'll put it that way. Yeah. That's fine uh, with me. Look, so, look, look, here's the deal, though. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want anybody getting confused thinking that that's a real deal story. I mean, it's. Why not? Because some people might actually think that that's the truth. Remember. <laughs> It just brings up. Remember when we did the? Uh, oh, it was the the uh, the Jeff Lagerman behind football thing that we did for the television pro show some years ago. We did a parody of the NFL Network um, behind the chains or whatever it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we did the Jeff Lagerman one, and it was so well done by Patrick Cavanaugh, Dave Decanis, and the crew. I think I did the voicing of it, all this stuff, and they ran it on the TV show. And there were people that called the TV station saying, hey, when is, when is the when does it actually air? Like, they, they were looking for this thing, but they didn't know it wasn't real. It's funny. It, it was pretty good. It, excuse me. It was very well done. And, by the way, uh, happy April Fool's Day. Yeah, yes. Yes. Happy, happy April Fool's is that, Day. Is there such a thing? A I don't know. April you just Fool's brought Day? it up. So, we're so, going to get a little so later. We've got a, a guy in the league who's, you know, included the Jaguars on his April Fool's bit. We'll get to that. A little bit later, though. Who, well, okay, oh, I, it, I, I got a little teaser there. An I, ultimate I, I, tease. I, I can't wait to, to see that and hear that. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. A lot going on. So so here here's the one thing that we will say. Okay. okay a little, little disclaimer. Yes. We will not give anybody false information on this show today, even though we don't it do is it, April Fool's Day. We don't do it ever. We're always pretty straightforward here, Logs. We are. We're, we're very straight up and honest. Especially today. Because anything today could be taken. You you got to double check on a day like today. Uh, like there yes, was a, a tweet today, right? So, uh, Roy Williams. I was talking North- to Urban Meyer earlier today, and he <laughs> said they're not taking Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> right. But no, the, the, <laughs> Can you, you to, imagine? Like North Carolina reaction? puts out the tweet today that Roy Williams is retiring, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute." Oh, wait a minute. He is retiring. You know, like they, they had to really kind of double check and make sure. Now, see, if, 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 you, if, if, if that's you cover real. It, you saw that was coming. It is if, real. If that's real, yeah. you don't put that out on <laughs> April 1st. 
You, you hold it. I don't it. think everybody celebrates April Fool's Day. You hold it, or you do, you do it the day before. Hmm. I mean, if you if you release it on April 1st, you had the information on the last day in March. I mean, have a little awareness there. Just saying. <laughs> but anyway. it's true. I mean, what do you what's the guy to do? Like, wait another day so all the jokes can get out? Yeah. I mean, look, it doesn't people, make any sense. Well, I mean, would, if you <laughs> were a, a diehard, would you not? Be, I mean, you would be like, no, nah, that's, that's false. Come on. <laughs> Pulling our leg. It's April first. Uh, Come on. So, uh, nothing. Yeah, we're going to shoot it straight here today. So there's a lot going on. We'll hear from Peter King coming up. He was on the Ozone podcast. Of course, Peter had uh, Urban Meyer on his podcast earlier in the week and had some news come out of that. But around the league, and we had last week on this show, we had Judy Batista on from NFL Network. It was going into the owners' meetings. Well, the the owners have met and voted. Seventeen games now in the regular season. Three preseason games. The Jags have picked up the Atlanta Falcons. The 17th game will feature teams from opposing conferences that finished in the same place within their division the previous season. This year, the AFC gets the home game, and the AFC South just happened to match up with the NFC South this year, so the Jags get the Falcons. Both teams were in last place last season, and it moves back to the Super Bowl another week, as always. And it also adds logs, which was in this story in the release, it adds a rotation of international games beginning in 2022. Every team in the league will play internationally at least once every eight years, up to four neutral site games per year scheduled, initially focused on, listen to this, focused on Canada, Europe, Mexico, South America, and the United Kingdom. So well, I look I'll, to expand the international Let me series. just say one thing because you said it's going to add. It's really not adding games because it's using games that are going to be on the schedule and then they're going to be played overseas. So, Correct. So I want to make sure because when you say they're adding them, some people might get the impression that, okay, these are going to be on top of the 17 games. No, 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 that's not true. Okay, I just want to April make Fools sure and all that, that yes. we, we yeah. clarify, Keep, we're shooting clarify straight that. <laughs> you know, but uh, I like the idea of how they're coming up with the formula for the 17th game. Here's what it's going to do. It's going to create some amazing matchups, right? I mean, because you're taking essential equal finishers yeah. in opposite conferences yeah. and matching them up. In whatever division you don't play already in the 16, there's the 17th. There right. So uh, so now you're going to get a, a you know division champion versus a division champion. I mean, you're talking about marquee games here now. Yep. Uh, some fantastic games. Uh, the Atlanta-Jacksonville game is not exactly a marquee game if oh. you were looking at it from a national perspective <laughs> at all. Uh, other than you could end up having two rookie passers uh, or future quarterbacks on both teams. I mean, the Falcons could conceivably could draft. You have Matt Ryan, to, Matty to Ice, Matt Ryan, former MVP. Know, so, Come on, man. Uh, Matty Ice. I, you know, here, here's the thing. The owners voted on the 17th game. It was a foregone conclusion. Yep. And we knew that it was going to happen. Everybody knew that. It was uh, it was just a formality for the owners to go ahead and approve that, and, and Judy Batista actually said the same thing to us last week that uh, it's a done deal because that that was negotiated with the players' union, and that was the whole thing about the extending the current deal, mm-hmm. and and I was jokingly talking to Judy and, and posed the question about well if you end up adding one game you should subtract two preseason games <laughs> because. Right. One regular season game is equal to two preseason games. But the reality is is that ownership will never give up that preseason game because that's a bargaining ship for the future. Because if they, in fact, do want to go to 18 games, which, you know what, a lot of people say, oh, that's not going to happen. It was very hard getting a 17. The reality is is that at some point in the future, 
18 games lies in the NFL's future. And whether they get to that point with expanded rosters or however they do it, that means more money for the league. That means more players out of the roster. And, uh, and with the union having a lot of change of membership at a pretty constant rate, I can tell you right now that 18 games is going to happen. I don't know how far out it's going to be, but at some point in the future it's going to be. That's why the ownership won't go, okay, we're going to play 17 games and we're just going to go to two preseason games. Yeah, they're losing the game, right. No. At gates. At some point in the future they're going to say, okay, okay. Well, you know, the agreement says we can have 20 games. Now we're going to go to 18 and 2. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't know when that's going to happen, but at some point in the future that will happen. Uh, and to, to my I, – I don't know this, but I, I guarantee you that it will. And number two is that uh, – is that safe for the players? The 17th game or the 18th? Both. Both. I mean, I mean that's, you know, that's the one thing that's I think – That's the one argument. Look, I, I'm all for 17 games because it, it provides more entertainment for me. It's right. I'm okay with that. Sure. Okay, but if I was still playing and the, the player membership – and the league is talking about player safety, player safety, player safety. When you add games, is that adding to player safety? Is that making the game safer for players? If you don't put in some other kind of measures to protect players? I, I, I just think that there's no doubt that the league has, has made leaps and bounds progress with trying to protect the players from the concussions and the protocols that they all have to go through and everything of, of that nature. They have they have improved it dramatically. But they still need to, to to not stop in the progress that they have made to make the game safer for players. And the one thing that I hope that happens is that this past year with the roster expanded like it is with COVID, I hope that going forward that they continue to have some type of roster expansion on a more permanent basis and not make it something that was just unique for 2020 because of the COVID issue that we all were faced with. Uh, so going back to the preseason games, three of them this year, you know, there's some football types across the hall. I'm sure that would argue, Hey, we need all these preseason games to evaluate these guys and, and see who we really want on this roster. Right. They didn't get a, a chance to do that last year. You can and do that in three games. It will just, it'll just change the way those three games look. Game three, what was game three in the past, where it was kind of the dress rehearsal, will probably be game two now, right? And then game three will be all the guys who are on the bubble. Any coach that will tell you that they need to have three preseason, preseason games to determine whether a guy can play is, is, is hogwash. Really? You can find out in a couple. I mean, because you're, you're looking at players constantly on a daily basis, practice throughout training camp, et cetera. I mean, but if you have the opportunity to, wouldn't you rather have it? And Okay, we've got this well, third look, game. Yeah, you'd right? like to have 20 yeah. to evaluate your roster. <laughs> right. I mean, in a perfect world, right? I mean, because, you know, hey, well, let's make sure. Let's add 20 games, yeah. you know, the preseason. Because, you know, then we really know, you know. We know that once he gets into the grind, how's he going to react? You know, I don't know if there is a magic number, but I, I think two is plenty. And here's the reality. College football has never had any problem – getting ready for their regular season with how many preseason games they play? Zero. Huh. Isn't that amazing? There's some teams that sleepwalk a little bit that first week, though. Oh, yeah, sure. But here's the, you know? here's the reality. It's still good football. I mean, last year, no offseason. Right. No preseason. Mm-hmm. 
was it pretty darn good football yeah. right out of the gate? It was, yeah. Hell sure. yeah. The yeah, lockout so. year was the same way. Everybody's worried about that. All of a sudden, they come back and are playing but, football. But, and, and, and here's the thing. I get it. I understand it. It's about money, and that's what the preseason game is. You still get gate. You still get concessions. You still get parking. And, uh, and you still have a card in your vest, so to speak, of your ownership in the future with the current agreement that you have with the players that maybe you could expand to 18 games in the future because the agreement currently says 20. And it's all about negotiations and uh, and also about who holds the power. And, and if you're ownership, you're not giving up that power to have 20 games and, and utilize every one of them right now so that that's a bargaining chip in the future. If you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community to fuel greatness from anywhere. We have plenty ahead on Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll get into the offseason workout schedule that has been announced by the league or sent out to the teams at least. We'll review Peter King's comments on the Ozone podcast And a little later, proposed rule changes that the owners will vote upon in the coming weeks. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. The reload has begun, and the time for talk is over. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Visit Jaguars.com to renew your season tickets and join head coach Urban Meyer for a new era of Jaguars football. Already a season ticket member? Renew your tickets by April 9th and guarantee your seat selection. We'll see you at the bank. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Tropical Smoothie Cafe. One taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now. Bucket Duncan now, namaste in now. Popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. 
trust the bow tie, you'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Hey Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. To take the bird in the hand. The guy who for the last three years, everyone has said, when he comes out, he's going to be the first pick in the draft. He is the closest thing to Andrew Luck since Andrew Luck. I think in this case, John, you shouldn't overthink it. You ought to just take the guy who's far and away been the best candidate. And look, it could be that Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, one of these guys has a better NFL career. You just can't tell. But I think it would be, I don't want to say irresponsible. That's thats the wrong word. But I think it would be very strange if they if they wouldn't have taken Trevor Lawrence. That's Peter King from the NBC Sports Group now on the Ozone Podcast, available on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It went up this morning. Check it out. Free subscription. You can catch all our shows from Jaguars Broadcasting there, but a nice long conversation between Osher and Peter King. Uh, Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Glad you're along with us today. And that has been really the big talking point of the week, Logs, is Urban Meyer's comments to Peter King on his podcast early in the week. You know, the question came up about, you know, can you really hear the football come out of a quarterback's hands? And he basically invited Peter to, you know, hey, come listen to him, uh, a guy who's not elite, and then him, and you'll hear the difference. And then the next question was, so was there really any question you're taking Trevor Lawrence? He said, well, it feels like we're going to go in that direction. We'll let the owner officially make that decision a little later, but we're headed in that direction. Yeah, That's I mean, the most definitive statement any uh, decision-maker has had around here publicly. Yeah, is, is it uh, shocking? No, not at no, all. No, it's not, it's not shocking. It's newsworthy because he finally said something. Well, he, he says something, and, uh, and that kind of goes a little bit against the grain as far as what the league actually wants from teams that have the first overall pick because the league would – Surely like to have a little bit of suspense involved with the draft. But, but is there – you know, you can't no, fake there's, it. No, there's not. Fake there's not suspense. Any, Ooh. any suspense What are they going to do? No, but, I mean, it's, it's – uh, <laughs> I mean, you go back a few years ago and, and the contracts in some cases were already being negotiated Correct. at this point. Yep. You don't need to have that. And some people may ask, well, you know, why don't – why doesn't the team go ahead and start the contract negotiations with Trevor Lawrence? Well, the the, slotted. the, the draft now is slotted. You yeah. know what the amount is going to be. It's not like it's a negotiation process where you can negotiate above and beyond a certain number. It's it's a fixed number. you know. So, And the first-round pick gets a percentage of your rookie pool, and then the second-round pick gets another percentage of it. And 
and some of the structure of the contract is negotiable, but for the most part, all of that stuff has been determined by the previous draft picks of previous classes and the percentages and such will follow in suit. So there's not a whole lot to be done there. So uh, I don't think it's any kind of earth-shattering news, but it's I think it was pretty neat that Urban actually said that just because it kind of goes against the grain of what the NFL typically has done. Well, you know, we're not sure, you know, we're – we're still looking at uh, Fields and, uh, you know, the kid in North Dakota. Now, that's a bunch of hogwash, you know, and, right. and it's what it was has been in the past. And, look, Trevor Lawrence is um, widely viewed as a, a generational prospect, and, and everybody's looking forward to, to having him in Jacksonville. You know, uh, he, he announced that he's not going to go to Cleveland for the draft. He'll be at Clemson watching the draft with Good friends for him. and family. Good so for him. Some, some top prospects will go. The league has opened that up, but sounds like uh, Trevor's going to do his own thing. Well, there's, uh, there's a couple, I think, opinions on that. Uh, one of them is that players should be grateful for the opportunity and uh, thankful to the league because they're going to be able to make millions of dollars, and some fans believe that. And then the flip side of that is, the players are, that are being asked to go to the draft in Cleveland, they're not being compensated by the NFL. They would be compensated as far as whatever travel expenses that they would incur, but they're not being paid. And should the league pay prospects to participate in the draft? My opinion is yes. I mean, why not? Does it not sell a product? Are they not selling the NFL draft? And does the NFL not make money? And the networks, don't they make money off of the broadcast of the draft? Uh, I think that they should pay the prospects to come. And, and would that change the mind of a young man like Trevor Lawrence? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he wants to spend that day showing the appreciation for the people that got him there. And I totally get that. Totally get that. Because if you can spend time at such a special moment with your family and friends and the people that got you there, mm-hmm. why would you want to do something different and spend it with a bunch of people that you don't know just so that maybe you could hug Roger Goodell? Yeah, you have the photo off on stage, uh, right? Look, I, I don't want to man-hug Roger Goodell that bad. <laughs> I mean, for me, I'd rather spend it with family. And uh, so good for Trevor. <laughs> and another benefit of that, too, is that if he is in at, at Clemson for the draft, spending it with family – then it's a very short plane ride from Jacksonville, okay, to Clemson. And then, obviously, my guess is the Jet will be on the tarmac in Clemson. And then after the pick is made, hugs, kisses, load up some family, come to Jacksonville. You know, so. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, You know, it's one of those two. Who was was Tagliabue the commissioner when you were, was that 89? Uh, Or was it still Roselle? I can't remember. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, was it still Roselle? I think it was eighty nine. So that was. It was uh, way, Pete Roselle. Yeah. So you know that because it was Jeff Lagerman. <laughs> That's right. It, it but was the fourteenth. Would you have gone though? Like, did they invite Jet you? Select Jeff Lagerman. This is before players even were a thing. At well, the draft, I, I probably right? would have gone. Just to go. Just because I, I don't think that. Uh, Everybody was aware of, of where and what the draft has become. And I'm glad that I didn't get the opportunity because uh, I, I, they might have had to have security to protect me in New York. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know? That would have been a uh, scene. I man. wasn't a very popular selection, <laughs> JP, in New York. <laughs> 
I love it. To say the least. I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> but I was, I, you know, at the time, I would have done it because I, I would have thought it would have been a rare, you know, cool opportunity. And uh, like I said, I'm glad I didn't go. But at the same token, it would have been a pretty neat opportunity. Something different, yeah. Yeah. But to, today, I mean, the, look, the, the, everything's changed. You know, even there's a there's a class action lawsuit that's going on right now that is taking the uh, NCAA, and uh, the lead attorney is Jeffrey Kessler, who actually led the NFL Players Association in the antitrust lawsuit, and mm-hmm. and he is leading a group of players to go against the NCAA that that is actually I think going to end up he's going to win, and that's going to open the door for college players to be paid. So hang on. Because I think that's coming next, and that that's that's the difference in awareness nowadays from what what it was in 1989. And and the other reality is, JP, the the NFL draft now is big business, big broadcast revenues, making a lot of money, yep. and it's on multiple networks. If something's on multiple networks, it's making pretty good money. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence will be the first pick. And, you know, he'll be sitting wherever he is in Clemson, whether it's the team facility or at his house or with his fiance or whatever, right? But there'll be a camera wherever he is. Mm-hmm. His people, I'm sure, are already working on marketing deals for him in general, but for that night in particular. He better be drinking out of a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup with the Nike shirt on or whatever, like the, the NASCAR driver, right? Let's have everything sponsored and uh, start getting some money flowing in. Sure. Uh, why not, or, or, right? Why not? I mean, if, if you're the first overall pick in the draft, it doesn't matter where you're going to land, whether it's Jacksonville, New York, or whatever, you're going to be a, a marketing figure. And if I'm working in Trevor Lawrence's camp, I, I'm getting all the money that I can for whatever sponsorship that I could for because I guarantee there's going to be cameras in Trevor Lawrence's house or wherever that he's going to be at at Clemson. And so it's a great opportunity to, to, to generate revenue off of that. Also, if you're in, in that camp, you're looking right now at, at copywriting and, and uh, making sure that a lot of things in the future are taken care of. In other words, brought into the camp of Trevor Lawrence, whether it be Trevor Town, Trevorville, all these names, QB Jacks, you know, whatever. Anything that is attached with his name, Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville, any association, you're going to try to go ahead and garner all of those entities and take them now because at some point in the future, you don't want somebody else capitalizing and making money off of your name because they were the ones that filed for the copyright and got it. So, Or they can just go buy it from you because it sounds like you're already ahead of the game logs. You probably already have all those done. The copy yeah, I, I've got... Uh, you got them all? I, well, I, no, I mean, if I... <laughs> I should <laughs> have, right? business, right? I mean, uh, what are we I, doing here? I would not be surprised <laughs> one bit if there has been some people that are not associated with Trevor Lawrence that have already sure. tried to capitalize on his name and the association with Jacksonville. And I hope that Trevor Lawrence's camp has been aggressive in making sure that uh, those things are going to be owned by them. There you have it. So, uh, yeah, catch the full Ozone podcast available in the official Jaguars podcast network. Peter King is Osher's guest this week. We have plenty ahead on this show. We'll come back with some rules changes that are going to be voted upon in the next few weeks by NFL owners to see if they pass for 2021 and beyond. 
and the off-season workout schedule. At least the early part of it has been announced by the league, and we'll go around the NFL. We're halfway home. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Jaguars fans, are you excited about draft day? Get in on the action. Enter the TIAA Bank Meet the Pick sweepstakes today for your chance to win a special meet and greet experience with the Jaguars draft pick. Learn more at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. No purchase required to enter or win and will not increase your chances of winning. Open legal residents of 50 United States and D.C. 18 years and older. Entry period from March 29, 2021 through April 29, 2021. To enter in for official rules, prize description, odds of winning, and other details, visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. Sponsor and administrator, TIAA Bank, a division of TIAA, FSB. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit CSICompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for CSI Companies. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Duval Motor Company. And if you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community to fuel greatness from anywhere. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Jaguars Happy Hour continues on this Thursday afternoon. We've got 
plenty to discuss around owners' meetings. And now, you know, the, there's proposed rule changes. We'll get to those in just a few minutes. But the league has sent a memo to clubs outlining the early part of the off-season program. Just the start date. Correct. Yeah. Now, the Jaguars were among the teams with a new coaching staff that were supposed to start in about a week's time from now, or next week, basically. That's no longer. Every team will start on the same date, April 19th. Phase one of the offseason program can begin. That means players can work out of the team facility in small groups. Teams should also should prepare to conduct meetings virtually when the offseason program begins. All virtual uh, and, and, and all virtual workout program is not expected. So they're expecting players on the field for organized team activities. There's no schedule for the start of those yet, though. Only phase one has been scheduled. At least there's a date on the calendar. Well, and the reason why none of that's been scheduled is that that has to go through the negotiation process with ownership and the union. I mean, that's pretty simple. And so the league just can't say, well, you know what, we're going to start and do virtually for a week, and then once we get into – May, okay, we're in person and we're good to go. Uh, that's all part of the process that's just got to take place. It's all voluntary, though, off-season program. Well, I mean, right. it is, but, I mean, J- JP, I mean, when it's when it's virtual, I mean, it's it's the old rule of thumb. <laughs> I'm busy doing the old rule of thumb. things today. I okay, <laughs> you can choose to be a volunteer and have a job if you're a, a, a decent player. If you're an elite player, then, yeah, you can choose not to volunteer and still have a job, but the reality is you're going to get paid more even if you're an elite player if you're happy to volunteer. Right. And so, you know, and look, uh, want to do the right thing, and so players that choose to volunteer and do the right thing are the ones that typically are the ones that end up making more money in the long run anyway. So I just I don't think there's a question anymore with that, uh, J.P., the, the one question I think that uh, will be uh, interesting is if you are a volunteer and you're doing everything virtually, do you get paid your off-season workout stuff mm-hmm. if you're doing things virtually? And I believe that they are. I thought last year I think that I think they, they got they paid for yeah. doing the virtual stuff, as well, they should. I mean, they're yeah. putting the time in, and it's not like it's uh, big money. It's a standard amount that the players get. But at, at some point in the future, I see – uh, the league and the players coming into an agreement. And I've said this before to where instead of having – because in the past, and to go back to your point real quick about how Urban Meyer's new coach and new coaching staffs could have an extra time, mm-hmm. that's not really needed anymore. And then back in the day when you had a new coach, you actually used to have the ability to start early and you could have up to three mini camps, two additional ones if oh. you had a new staff. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Not, not anymore. They're just saying, okay, no, we're just going to start everything and have it be the same. And I think, and I, and I said this earlier, now when I say earlier, I'm not talking earlier in the show, I'm talking a couple months ago, is that I pictured in the future this year that they would try to combine a lot of the offseason into one gathering. And when I say into one gathering, you've or you are allowed or have been allowed in the past, you would have 14 OTA days, and then you would have a mandatory mini camps. There's essentially 17 days of on-the-field activity. My guess is, is that at some point they will agree that, hey, look, let's just get the players and the coaches together to be on the grass for a week. And let's bring them in, and at that point, we may not all have the players tested, and, and they're not all going to be – uh, not to test it, but they're, they're all not going to have their 
there are vaccination shots sure. and everything, but at least we can kind of control it a little bit more. So they will bring in and actively test and, tr- and maybe even try to vaccinate some of the players while they're there. And, uh, and it makes it a little bit easier if you can kind of condense it down instead of trying to say, okay, well, let's, let's just get back to normalcy in 2021 and have our 14 days and then our mandatory mini camp. Condense it down to where you have a short gathering for a short period of time and then do everything else virtually. And then I think it will work out a lot better for, uh, that way for the league as a whole. That way you're not trying to coordinate a bunch of different gatherings because, I mean, right now, <laughs> J.P., where do the NFL players fall when it comes to the priority of being vaccinated? Uh, they're, yeah, most places they're not. A priority. I mean, 20-somethings? I mean, yeah. 20-somethings, I mean, when are they going to get a vaccine? Right. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I think fairly I'm, I'm soon 50. in Florida it's 18 and up at some point very soon. So well, I mean, look, it's I, coming up. It hasn't happened yet. And, and, if I, and if I understand correctly, right now in, in our area, the people that are in their 50s have, have been eligible. Now the people that are in their 40s now. now are now eligible. Yep. Okay, so you know how much time is it going to take to where we get down into the NFL players, which is in their 20s? Right. I, I don't know. And another interesting conversation, too, you, you can't the, – the league is not going to impose this on the players. It's can't. still – you can't do that. You can't. You can't make it mandatory. You can't, nope. you can't make you it can mandatory. You can give incentives to organizations. But, uh, JP, the reality is right. is that the players are going to want to be vaccinated because the restrictions, if you're not, are going to be much different. That's right. For the player that is unvaccinated. And uh, the amount of and, – and here's the thing. Okay, I, I can choose not – this is my guess of how it would go. Okay, you can choose not to get a vaccine. Right. Okay, but since you're choosing not to have a vaccine, you still now or you now have to undergo daily testing. And you have different rules for um, if you have been exposed to somebody who is positive, you're going to have to quarantine for X amount of time. And, okay, well, you can't discriminate against a player who chooses not to have a vaccine, but – I mean, if you're a, a general manager or a coach and you're making decisions about roster and you've got a guy who – you've got two players of the exact same type of player. One's vaccinated, one is not. Who are you going to choose? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's, – I mean, that, that's got to come that, down to it. Vaccinated. Got to be in there. Yeah. You know, so as a player, you know that you could fall into this category of that guy over there has got the same ability as me and he's vaccinated – I don't want to be vaccinated. Well, but guess what? He's going to take my job if I don't get a vaccine. What a strange time. It really is. Who never? Who would have thought we would have been talking about this two years ago? I don't know. But here we are. You know, and the league and the and the players and all that can sit there and say that you know the, the the players that choose not to get a vaccine will not be discriminated against, and they're not going to. It's not going to be held against them. They can say that all they want. But the reality is, is that uh, I mean, the NFL is a business, and if you want to make good business decisions. You got to make business decisions based on what the resources are that are available to you, and how reliable and available they are. Yeah. And if you have one player who is unavailable because he doesn't have a vaccine, and if you can find the same type of player that has a vaccine, that's an easy decision to make. Let's go through some of these proposed rules changes. I feel like we do this every year around this time on this show. Let's start with uh, there's 11 proposals from either the competition committee or teams around the league. And if you're watching on video on JAG Social, you're seeing it on your screen. So number one is eliminate overtime in preseason games. That's from the competition committee. I feel like that'll probably pass, Logs. 
Nobody uh, likes overtime in the preseason. I mean, that's that's a slam dunk. That's an it's easy. Be, that's right? an easy yes. We'll take the the ties. That's fine. Uh, number two, maximum number of players in the setup zone. It's a one year trial if it passes. This is a competition committee. This is on kickoffs. There's an area between the restraining line and a what, 15 yard window where they're trying to have a maximum number of guys close. Um, the current Don't rules know. are just fine. Don't try to overcomplicate it by adding another rule there. No. Okay, number three, expand the prohibition on blocking below the waist by the offensive and defensive players beyond five yards on either side of the line and two yards outside the tackle. So basically expanding the uh, anywhere outside expanding of the, the, the no line cut of zone. Yeah, and, that's and, and, and and It's a small window now. They're just expanding. That's a now. yes but for me. I, and I can hear Baselli yelling in my ear, going, "Ah, it's a bunch of hogwash. It's part of the game. Not football. It's part of player safety. <laughs> you don't need cut blocks." Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a yes on three. Number four: Permit re- replay official and designated members of the officiating department to provide certain objective information to on-field officials. Uh, we don't have the full detail on that. That's from the competition committee. There's another one later that would. Uh, It's essentially adding a sky judge. So there's another one later that is that as well. So let's get to the club playing rule proposals now. Number five from the Chicago Bears, ensuring enforcement of all accepted penalties committed by either team during successive try attempts. We're getting in the weeds there a little bit. Number six, add a loss of down for a second forward pass from behind the line and for a pass thrown after the ball returns behind the line. That's from the L.A. Rams. They Mm -hmm. want to add a penalty there. This is the one that's been controversial on social media today. I know you're a big Twitter guy, Logs, but uh, seven, expand jersey number options for certain positions. The Kansas City Chiefs have brought this to the table. They want defensive backs, linebackers, running backs to wear to be allowed to wear single-digit numbers. Um, I don't understand why that's an issue. The only numbers that they need to, to kind of make sure that there are restrictions on are the offensive linemen. Everybody else should be able to well wear whatever the hell they want. That's basically That's, what this is proposing, which is the way it should be. I, I don't. What's the problem with social media? I don't. Well, no, I don't. I'm not a. Uh, there's a lot of people for that. There's a lot of people for single-digit right. defensive linemen and all that stuff. Right. So what, what you said? What's wrong with the system now? What's because, wrong because, with the problem? Because it limits it, it. It limits and it restricts the number of jersey numbers. I mean, you've so? got a bunch of numbers that aren't being utilized in the single digits, and you have rosters that are going to be expanded. To where now you have guys in training camp that are wearing, well, you know what? He's defensive 43, and we have an offensive 43. I well, just, if we would make a single digit available, we wouldn't have two 43s. And, JP, it might make Joe Fortunato's job as a spotter easier. You know, Joe's a spotter in the booth. He's got old eyes now. You know, he gets two numbers. <laughs> he can't tell the difference between one guy that's on offense or defense and you know, you're calling, okay, the guy on punt team. Okay, well, is that offensive 43 or defensive which, 43? Which 43 are we looking at? Yeah. And I like single digits, man. Single uh, digits are cool. Yeah, they're okay. I, I'm just uh, – right, right now, it's punters, kickers, and quarterbacks are the only players JP, allowed to wear like single you sound like an old fogey number. right now. I just and don't pretty bring, embarrassing. Don't bring the number it's zero into the NFL. They did that in college football last year. I'm not a fan. That's just me. That's personal preference, but leave that in college. If numbers. you don't mind. Jersey Please. number, you're making an issue out of that. I can't I'm not a it. fan. Of all right, get the, the number eight. Anyway, all right, number eight, change options for a winner of an overtime coin toss and create a true sudden death format. Baltimore and Philadelphia brought that one. There's another one, number nine, coming up as well. Uh, that's another overtime uh, option change possibility. Um, change the options for the winner of the coin toss. Eliminate sudden death format. Eliminate overtime in the preseason. 
That's all from Baltimore. And then uh, number 10, <coughs> excuse me, number 10, permit a team to maintain possession of the ball after a score. This is the onside kick rule. Uh, by substituting one offensive play, a fourth and 15 from the kicking team's 25 in place of an onside kick attempt. The Eagles are bringing that. I don't like what do you, it. You don't like that? No, it's not traditional football. Hmm. I mean, that to, but there's to no run-up anymore. Huh? There's no run-up on kickoffs. So it's made onside kicks really tough. Really fine. tough. They're okay. tough anyway. Well, well, that's fine. Stop them earlier in the game. <laughs> you don't have to depend on an onside kick. I mean, it's. I mean, Good onside point. kick is an onside There's kick. So what if the other minutes in the that game. are currently in, in 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 use make an onside kick harder? Well, play better earlier in the game, and you won't have to onside kick. Seriously, <laughs> that's I mean, a good point. Yeah. Uh, we'll get Don't get into the situation. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, it's terrible. But you want, you know, it's some Sky Judge, number 11. Yeah, number Sky 11, Judge. Sky Judge. An eighth official position somewhere other than the field with full communication to on field officials and access to a monitor. Yeah, which is I'm no down with that. I'm good with that. Look, if, you're, if you're trying to make the game right, okay, and, and the view of the game, because everybody at home gets to see what's on TV. So why shouldn't you have the ability to have somebody that can see in the TV monitors what should or should not be called? Everybody on their couch is like, that's Can he see that? What are we looking at? Look right there. Come on. There Run it, it back. Now, I, I, think, I think that the Sky Judge should have parameters about what he can and cannot provide input on. Like what? Judgment calls. Leave that to the guys on the field that are in the action? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, like, he can like, have a voice. Well, but judgment. He, yeah, he, he can't he review judgment calls. Anyway, he doesn't right? make. He doesn't make the call. Right. But I mean, like, he can't come in and say, "Oh, that was pass interference." No, 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 no. I, that, I, that I agree with that. Yeah, but I, but he should be able to say that that ball hit the ground before the catch. Yeah. His foot was out of bounds. And then not whatever. have to go to replay, and then have you know yeah. challenges and all this other stuff. Yeah. We'll see. A couple weeks away from the uh, league owners voting on some of those proposals. And we'll come back in a moment. We'll go around. Speaking of the league, the National Football there League. There was a big trade in the last week. Yes. Yes. The big trade. A couple big trades. Woo. Draft picks flying out the door. And we're just kicked back with our legs up, not worried about the carnage in the uh, rear view behind well, us. Well, there, there's, there's one thing, though, the Jaguars, I think, better be aware of, and that uh, they need to be thinking about trading some picks themselves. Oh, we'll get to that coming up as well. Season ticket renewals are underway and existing season ticket members including those on pause last year. You need to lock in your seats right now. Demand is sky high. April 9th is the renewal deadline. That's next Friday. And if you don't get it done by then, folks who put in deposits for next year will have their opportunity to get those seats. There will be a full capacity crowd we're hoping here in 2021. It sounds that way. For more look for your renewal link in your email. Visit jaguars.com or call 633-2000. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. 
Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space to safely do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane or slow down 20 miles per hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. The reload has begun, and the time for talk is over. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Visit jaguars.com to renew your season tickets and join head coach Urban Meyer for a new era of Jaguars football. Already a season ticket member? Renew your tickets by April 9th and guarantee your seat selection. We'll see you at the bank. Jaguars fans, are you excited about draft day? Get in on the action. Enter the TIAA Bank Meet the Pick sweepstakes today for your chance to win a special meet and greet experience with the Jaguars draft pick. Learn more at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. No purchase required to enter or win and will not increase your chances of winning. Open a legal residence of 50 United States and D.C. 18 years and older. Entry period from March 29, 2021 through April 29, 2021. To enter in for official rules, prize description, odds of winning, and other details, visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. Sponsored administrator, TIAA Bank, a division of TIAA FSB. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and if you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com community and fuel greatness from anywhere. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman coming down the home stretch here on Jaguars Happy Hour. And as we started the show logs, we, re- we referenced April Fool's Day. Well, Around the league, as we start our look around the National Football League, a couple of NFL players are getting in on the act, including George Kittle, the 49ers tight end. He put out a tweet earlier today. It says, next chapter, thanks to the faithful for all the support. Hashtag Duval. And there's a Photoshopped image of him in a Jaguars jersey Mm. on it. 
Screaming. That, uh, wouldn't that be nice? I'm gonna. I'm guessing it's an April Fool's joke. <laughs> I haven't heard anything otherwise. I haven't uh, gotten an email on that. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> you think? <laughs> right? What'd you uh, have well, to? What'd you have to give up for that? Uh, a lot. <laughs> right. A lot. But uh, uh, the 49ers might be interested in finding some future draft picks to be able to replace all that they gave up to move up to the third overall pick in yeah. the draft, right? That was a lot going on this Never know. last week. So, yeah, this is the first time we've had a chance to discuss all that. The, the Niners moved from 12 to 3, Dolphins down to 12. Then they move five minutes later back up to 6, the Eagles go down to 12, and all hell is breaking loose behind the Jags in the top 10. The Jags don't have to worry about it, which is great. Well, I mean, it's it's great, but uh, I think it's going to make the top of the draft extremely intriguing because nobody knows for sure exactly what the Jets are going to do at two. Many people have an expectation they're going to take the quarterback from BYU, but now what are the 49ers going to do at three? It's going to be a quarterback because you don't give up that much equity to move up to three overall unless it's going to be a quarterback. But who? And so that provides a little bit of intrigue, a, a a little less intrigue with number two, but still it's intrigue. And uh, if I'm the Jaguars, JP, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm thinking about packaging some of my picks that I have this year because you have, obviously, the multiple number ones and you got the multiple number twos. Right. I'm thinking about trading them away for more or higher future picks. And the reason why, twofold. One, you already had an extremely young roster. You're only going to be able to fill so many holes. But by trading away picks from this year to future years, you're moving up. So if you trade a number two this year, typically you can get a number one next year. This football team needs – A low number one. Or just a well, – it depends well, I mean, on where look, they I mean, Nobody up, knows you know, how bad you're going to be. But – and the reason why is that this year I think is extremely tough for personnel departments to make sound decisions. I don't want to say – that they're unsound, but you're not gathering as much information or pieces of the puzzle as you have had the opportunity to gather in years past. Mm -hmm. For example, there are some players you're scouting that did not play football in 2020. Right, they haven't taken a snap since the 2019 season. There's some that uh, uh, you haven't been able to talk to in person. Correct. There's some that uh, you're not having the combine to evaluate their medical. It's all pro day. So if you can trade current picks for future picks to get back to more normalcy, you're going to be able to make more informed decisions in the future. Hmm. And I think you have to consider trading current picks this year in 2021 for future picks in 2022 and into 2023 by by having the full scouting process back in play, which is expected for the future Wouldn't years. that make the most sense, though, in, like, mid-rounds of the draft? Like, you need first and second round draft picks on your roster now, like, to, to get those guys going. And you'll have a lot of information on those guys. But later in the draft, fourth, fifth round, sixth round, it, you know, you're digging a little deeper. Don't yeah, you? no, no, I, I – I, Totally understand, but I, you know what I mean, like, there's still holes the, on this thing. roster. You have to go play this year. If you know? if I can if I can give up a late second round pick this year for a first round pick in twenty twenty two, all day long, all day long. I'm not 
I mean, you can take a late second round and move up in the first round. All I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, if or take a third round pick and move up into round two. I mean, I mean, for me, because here's the reality: even though you may have the best scouting department in the in the universe, it's still it's still a gamble. The draft is still a gamble. It's always a gamble. And if you evaluate the draft from a percentage standpoint, if you're doing if you're if you're hitting fifty percent. You're one of the best in the league. I mean, and even first-round picks are about a 50% proposition. Correct. And then as you get further into the draft in rounds two, three, the percentages drop, and they drop dramatically. So why wouldn't you increase, and from a number standpoint, why wouldn't you increase your probability of having success by trading into, into the future for more picks to increase your percentages of success? Just a thought. Okay. That is the Jeff Lagerman soapbox for the day. And he would have more information to make those decisions on. That's a positive. Jeff Lagerman, the soapbox of the day. Trade all the picks away for <laughs> next year. Not all of them. All of them. He said, I heard it. <laughs> Not all of them. Oh, zero. <laughs> he, they came here for 11 draft picks. They get three. They traded eight of them away. I, I, would, I would love, <laughs> if you've got 11 right now, and you end up with seven. Seven. And you traded four. Four. I'm all, I'm all for it. Four to next year. I'm all for it. Okay. Uh, let's continue our look around the league. There's some drama now in the Los Angeles Chargers ownership group, apparently. One of the sisters of the uh, the uh, Spanos family has 15%. They all have 15%. There's four of them. And then there's the family trust that owns 36% of the team. Well, one of the sisters says the trust is deeply in debt, and the only way to pay off the debt is to sell the team. Well, the three other siblings issued a statement today. Here's the quote, Bloggs. You'll get a kick out of this. Quote, our sister Dia seems to have a different and misguided personal agenda. If Dia no longer wishes to be a part of this family legacy, the three of us stand ready to purchase her share of the franchise as our agreements give us the right to do. Uh, drama, indeed, <laughs> for the Chargers ahead. Are you sure it's Dia, not D? I don't know. D-E-A is spelled, spelled D-E-A, and her brother's name is D, D Dean. Yeah. So why wouldn't her name just be D? It's probably D. Um, the, met the lady. She's claiming that the trust is about nearly $400 million in debt, and there's no way to recoup uh, and uh, to keep it afloat unless they, they sell the team. And the name Bezos has been bandied about about a potential buyer for the L.A. Chargers. So that was kind of interesting to me just from a, an ownership standpoint. I didn't know that Dean Spanos was only a 15% stakeholder in that team and that a lot of family members had ownership. Interesting. Yeah, his name is the one that's always out there as the owner of the, the Chargers, but it uh, is a family affair. JP, I will, I will say this. The L.A. Chargers are known around the league as being – one of the cheapest franchises in the NFL as far as, far as spending uh, money on resources to have success and what many would view as resources to have success. Scouting, coaching, um, scouting services, the Chargers uh, skimp a little bit in all those areas. Very well known. We have reached a conclusion, Logs. We'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. Jeff Lagerman. Uh, Joe Fortunato on the audio side, as always. And today, Blake Stewart steps in on video. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.